Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in to another brand new episode. Whether you've been here or you're new here, I'm really glad you are here with us. And um, thanks again for all the continued support. Um, big thanks to today's guest, Brian Crum. Joins me on Zoom. Had a lot of fun hanging with him, getting to know a little bit more about him and his music. And he's got a brand new record titled Just Fade Away that uh, released over the summer. And uh, now available on digital and CD and vinyl. And you can catch Brian and his band opening for... Uh, one of my great friends and favorites, Al Holiday and the Eastside Rhythm Band, this Friday night, October 13th, in Collinsville, Illinois, at the Historic Miners Theater. So grab tickets to that show and come out and join us Friday night at Miners for a fun evening of music. Um, but yeah, you're going to hear all about Brian's story uh, from growing up in Collinsville area to moving to Chicago and... Um, and we have a lot of fun talking about his record, Just Fade Away, on today's episode. Uh, again, I uh, do want to remind you, as always, Rock Paper Podcast is brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Serving up all your craft beer needs. Over 25 rotating taps over there. So they sure to have a beverage just right for you. All kinds of tasty drinks. And uh, you got your burgers and nachos flatbread pizzas pretzels all kinds of your tasty bar eats and uh, you can always catch some great live music there on the weekends and with it being uh, fall now we're getting into some cooler temps it's fun to sit out on a patio and enjoy a nice fall evening and uh, you can catch uh, we'll kick off your weekend thursday night with singo bingo this thursday october 12th is uh single bingo 2010's party mix friday october 13th denver way trent returns and on saturday october 14th steve kyle sunday one to four you can catch catch josh Liddig out there uh, and you've been hearing me talk about it on the show, but uh, recently launched a brand new location, a bigger location, just outside of Wentzville in Flint Hill, Missouri, calling it the Fly High location. And uh, you can come out there on uh, get the same great beers, a whole different dining experience in there in Fly High Kitchen. Um, a lot of uh, great food also coming out of there. Uh, so come on by and see what's happening in Flint Hill, Missouri. Uh, this weekend, you got Friday, James Bertles on Friday the 13th. And Saturday, Corey Clapper returns Saturday, October 14th. You can find their full concert calendar, beer menu, food menu, uh, and everything else at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. Get plugged in on the socials, Facebook and Instagram. And come out and support uh, some great local beer at Friendship Brewing Company. 
And if you need anything from me, of course, you can always find me at rockpaperpodcast.com. Hit me up on the socials. Email me, rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And with that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy a brand new episode with Brian Crum. Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the internet. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like my mom. Uh, it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this. Rock, paper, podcast. Scissors, beat, paper, paper covers rock. Rock beats, scissors, Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of guests that he's got coming at you. Live and direct on the spot could be rock. Folk, country, a hip-hop, jazz All kind of folks that he has Could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh On the Double-decker fudge round, rolling round town Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero He's your hero, he's your bestie Rock, paper, podcast with Shane Presley Podcast. Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri, hanging out today via Zoom with Brian Crum. Welcome Brian to Crum, the- you're coming coming at you via Chicago. Yeah, Chicago, man. I love it up there. Not too bad. Not too bad. It's it's it can be hard for a Cardinals fan, but you know. <laughs> sure. Yeah, I, uh, we make the drive, uh, maybe try once a year, maybe, or every other year sometimes. Uh, but we've gone to a couple of different cards, Cub Series up there and take the Amtrak and get, yeah. some, get some pizza and just, you know, make a weekend of it kind of thing. And totally the Amtrak is, is really a good way to go. I've, I've taken the Amtrak several times back and forth. And, but I was going to say that my, Mom, dad, sister, and brother are still in the Collinsville area. My brother lives in Glen Carbon, but um, they do. I have to remind them to, you know, come come up. You got to come up at least once a year. Yeah, and that tends to be around when the Cardinals are at, at Wrigley. Sure, and we've had some good times. Yeah, yeah, we uh, we did like a bachelor party one year. Like uh, fourteen of us jumped on Amtrak and. Went to a Cards Cubs game and got bleacher seats and just uh, had a great time. And um, uh, that's a perfect spot for a bachelor party. I think. Yeah, yeah, it was a good, <laughs> it was a good weekend for sure. And yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I, I do remember. Uh, I thought it was really funny that um, we uh, somebody had a bottle of Goldschlager. Amtrak, Goldschlager. Am, Amtrak <laughs> like allows you from to, the past. Yeah. Amtrak allows you to drink on the train, and uh, but the guys popped open this bottle of Goldschlager and started passing it back and forth across the aisles, and they're like, "Hey, uh, you can drink, you just can't drink like that." Like you know, they didn't can't drink, you. can't bring your own booze on the yeah. train. <laughs> you could, you could, uh, I think you could have beer and you know liquor, but I don't. They didn't want us uh, all uh, passing around a bottle yeah. like that. So um anyway yeah that was apparently that's frowned upon at uh on amtrak so how dare they frown yeah. upon something like that. <laughs> right uh but uh, that was uh that was a, quite the experience though for sure they said but we're drinking liquid gold yeah like right royalty. we deserve to be able <laughs> to right. 
pass it wherever we want to. Yep. So you uh you mentioned uh Collinsville. That's uh was home yes. you said most uh most of your youth. That is where I grew up, yeah, from age yeah. zero to age seventeen, um, before I went to college at the U of I in Champaign Urbana. And I also have a sweet spot in my heart for Collinsville, and that's you know why I'm super excited to be playing at the Miners Theater right there on Main Street because that place has a lot of memories for me, you know, going all the way back to seeing Star Wars when it first came out in the in the 70s. Yeah. Um I remember going there seeing it back when Star Wars came out it was like how many it wasn't if you have seen it yet it's how many times have you seen it, you know. Right. So this was 1978, I think. And then um yeah, we I, my band in, in Champagne was called the Suede Chain, and we actually recorded a record there um, with the producer uh, was Adam Schmidt, and we rented out the Miners Theater for um, a week, and we ended up getting enough tracks to make this album called Piloted by Ghosts, and that came out in right about 1996, I think, on the mud records label out of champagne and so yeah it was just it was it was great to record there sounded great you can hear the theater on the record for sure i think it's on all the digital um streaming platforms these days it's called the suede chain and so yeah we had our had a great time there we had a couple run-ins with the miners theaters kind of notorious for having some some ghosts yeah. floating around in the atmosphere. And we definitely had some strange occurrences, some strange bumps in the night. Although, you know, maybe that had to do with that. We were recording all the way up till 2 a.m. sometimes. All right. <laughs> but I yeah, it's, 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 and it's just recently gone through um, um, like a um, very, very uh, great rehabilitation. Um, and refurbishment and it looks great um so they're having full-on shows there now and we're super excited to be there on friday october 13th coming up really soon with al holiday uh and the east side rhythm band who believe it or not al is also a collinsville native yeah so we got that going for us yeah very cool that's gonna be a <laughs> It's gonna be a fun night for sure, and um, yeah, you uh, talking about some of that. I did, triggered a memory. Um, there's a there's a space over in Alton. Can't remember. Like it's the uh, the old schoolhouse, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Something like that. It was a venue, or turned into a venue. Yeah, and then like there's like a coffee shop there. I vaguely remember what you're talking about. I can't pinpoint like, the name of that. But so you're like whatever was a school and then it was closed down and then it's been a couple different things since then. And yeah, and there's like rehearsal spaces in there for bands and stuff now. Oh, okay. And uh, anyway, there's like a lot of it that's like pretty well closed off to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, but we were like, I was talking to these guys there that practice in those rehearsal rooms. And there was like, uh, we did a whole podcast in the like coffee shop area 
And there was like some really weird stuff that appeared on the audio. Oh, never happened in other places. And I'm yeah. like, and it was just kind of a weird timing of it all that we happened to be talking about how it was haunted. And then there's like these weird things that appeared in the recordings. And then they like <clears throat> took me through the building and showed me some of the things that, uh, you know, the, figures it, yeah, or it's supposed to be some spooky stuff happening. And like, they've had, okay. you know, like those, uh, like ghost hunter shows in there yeah. and stuff and all that. But it was, the third, it's also, the show is also on Friday the 13th. So yeah. Good. Spooky October show. Let's hope right. that, you know, yeah, spooky season that much, any bad luck, but all right. You know, we'd love to see. Um, I love looking forward to seeing a lot of old friends that have already contacted me about coming to the show, and and uh, yeah, it's 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 coming up really quick. Yeah, so you uh, you'll be here touring to support your brand new record uh, that we uh, now have available on vinyl and CD and digital and um, titled "Just Fade Away," and that That's came right. out. That came out uh, what June. June 2nd. Yeah. Mm. So it's only been out four months, but I guess that's a long time in the music world. You know? yeah. But this, but, uh, this record sounds fantastic, man. I gave it a, thank you. I gave it a spin early this morning and then a little later in the afternoon at work. And, uh, just was a lot of fun to, uh, kind of take a deep dive into it and, um, really, uh, enjoying the songwriting and, um, thank you. Is reminiscent uh, for me of like a lot of kind of uh you know favorites of mine. Uh, you know, I think some of your vocal stylings kind of uh you know, there's some like Tom Waits maybe or even Tom Petty and some of these yeah. kind of guys, these great American songwriters and stuff. I think all that kind of comes through as uh some of your influences, maybe. Thank you, thank you very much. Yeah, <laughs> I was to, it was it was. It was a labor of love. It was kind of not, we didn't really know that we were making an album when we started Chris Motor and I, uh, my longtime best friend. Um, we grew, grew up together in Collinsville and we live in Chicago area these days. And we've been playing in the Great Crusades for more than 20 years. So um, yeah, it was during the pandemic and we were both sort of going crazy and we decided to start sending files back and forth to each other and just working on songs that way and i i made a challenge um actually it was my wife's idea that she came up that i should have a, a shot of whiskey every day at 5 p.m all right and try to try to write a song within one hour so so i did that and i came up with 25 songs in 25 days and then um we sort of sort of started passing those files, those rough demos back and forth, because I was just recording the initial ideas on my iPhone. And then we went back after, you know, some things opened up after the pandemic. Um, we started, you know, actually re-recording some parts and and sending them back and forth. And that's how the the album started coming together. So it was something positive that came out of the pandemic at least one yeah. thing this right. record you know and is yeah that... the influences yeah i think those are right on target you know i've gotten um 
comparisons with with weights over the years and then um i think this record has a little bit more warren zevon and sure. maybe some yeah. dylan um the jayhawks have always been a big favorite of mine you know their songwriting and you know i think i was listening to some dylan too during this time period and it all is during that time period i don't know if you, it was like this for you but you know after you finish dinner finish working it was kind of like okay what now for me it was listening to music yeah and then sort of think probably some of those records that i was listening to might have influenced you know some of these songs yeah for sure so, yeah yeah those uh warren's yvonne's like definitely one of the one of the greats you know it's like uh for sure yeah and i don't think he quite gets the the credit that he deserves uh yeah well he was i was very upset that he didn't get the nod for the rock and roll hall of fame recently yeah well i don't know about very upset i was just i was disappointed i was i was going for him i was voting for him on the popular vote and my wife actually um bought me a, a membership to the rock and roll hall of fame because it was said that if you had the membership you could buy tickets you know when uh for the ceremony at a cheaper rate or be guaranteed to get tickets and so i was like oh that's such a nice birthday present and then we went ahead and um we heard that warren wasn't going to be inducted but we went ahead and bought tickets anyway so we got out there and i actually combining um combining pleasure with pleasure i'm doing a gig uh the night before in brooklyn a solo gig at um this place pete's candy store on november 2nd and then i'm going to the rock and roll hall of fame induction ceremony just because on yeah. the third on the nice. friday <laughs> and you know cheryl crow will be there so we um i opened for her years ago with with suede chain and oh very cool and forward to a be a cool night yeah yeah, I got to see her for the first time uh, a couple of years back at a Roots and Blues in Columbia, Missouri, and, uh, and that was okay. It was a nice treat. They did like an all female lineup, and she headlined oh, wow. it, and uh, so it's cool that having a Missouri native uh, headline in the festival. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We opened for her right when she was signed to her major label, right before, right when Tuesday Music Club came out. And we were kind of like, who is this person? We, we don't know. We're opening for Cheryl Crow. Never heard of her. And then, of course, she she was a big, she apparently would, had some very nice things to say about the suede chain back in the day. So thank you, Cheryl. Yeah. You <laughs> yeah. Very cool. Um, so let's, uh, let's drop in a track. Uh, there was, uh, <clears throat> talking about this record, is, is there a particular, uh, favorite you uh would like to share um how many minutes do you have here let's see we can do we can do whatever there are no rules <laughs> no rules no yeah rules. that's the let's internet try, uh let's try just fade away yeah um song two title the track. single off the record yeah uh what would you like to share around just fade away is there any uh any particular uh, it's just another one of those songs that's sort of a lot of these songs on the record um unbelievably to me came together within a very short period of 
time and I, I really tried to not overthink what I was writing about. And this, these lyrics for this song, I mean, you can tell it's kind of a song about departure relationships. There's some airport imagery in there, you know, and some um, very hard, it's like a very heartfelt storyline behind it. But after, as was the case with a lot of the songs on the record, um, I just kept writing and almost write, wrote past the end of the song, sometimes unbeknownst to me. But then I would go back and say, wow, I guess there is a song here. And I only spent, you know, 45 minutes or an hour to try to get down the basic gist of it, you know. And a lot of times I got lucky. And this was one of those songs that I got lucky with. And I think it's, uh, you know, a great tune um, sonically and the... Uh, singer um jesse hotelling she sang on a, a few records a few songs on the record really dig her vocals and then brian wilkie um from the chicago area sort of a master in my uh, and an old friend from the champagne days um place uh pedal steel and i just really loved how the song came together yeah man Clouds up above 
mentioned uh earlier too like uh kind of getting some of the demos um like on on your iphone and you know Mm -hmm. these these kind of recordings is did that uh i can't remember the title or the track but it sounds like it kind of like shifts at the end of the song and like like it might be part of the demo on that recording is that a case or there's a there's a few songs yeah that that do feature some sort of field recordings from a from a lack of a better term but they're any i know i I did some recording at uh just but i think those were all recorded before the those are all just things that i had right in my back pocket that i was like you know this this recording of a packed bar room with just people talking super loud right um, was appeared on the song stagger in and then a recording of uh, a robin outside my house uh ended up on a song called good times not the bad and so we there's you know chris chris motor i think did an amazing job sort of pulling some some sound elements in like that that were a little bit unexpected but definitely yeah. a lot of atmosphere to the a couple of the tunes yeah i enjoyed it a lot i thought thought it was cool to to incorporate those in there yeah you know mm-hmm. and I mean, we're we're no Pink Floyd or anything, but we we, we try. We try to experiment a little bit, you know. I did. uh, There was one of these I did uh, with guy um, Jackson Howard, and we kind of did this back porch picking type of episode where they were kind of doing song swap, and and uh, he was singing a song about you know going into the woods and. his little hideaway it was it was the title of the song and it was just uh i had this uh blue yeti tabletop microphone just uh omnidirectional and it kind of just picked up a lot of uh sounds of the bugs and stuff that were uh-huh. you know on the patio and it was such a really cool moment uh capturing it live and then he goes into the studio and i don't know that that particular recording influenced it but he incorporated a bunch of like bug sound effects on his album recording too. So it was, it was just a kind of a neat moment for me, like that on this like random live recording that we got up pretty close to what his record almost sounds like it. So it was kind of a similar, you know, thing that you're kind of, you incorporated some of that to your actual record and stuff. But so, yeah, I've always been a big fan of bands that do that sort of go outside the norm and, you know, 
play songs for, that you might hear in everyday life. It's not all about just what you hear in the studio, you know, if you're sure. an actual human being walking around the, yeah. the city or whatever, the, the country or the, you know, you hear lots of different things. So, yeah. And it was cool to hear uh, a little um, nod to stagger in. Uh, yeah, I haven't, yeah. uh, I haven't been there myself, but I hear a lot of great stories of the history in that room and everything. And so it was mm-hmm. fun to hear in your song, uh, you know, the black and white tiles, the small stage, <laughs> yeah. you know, like you're really painting the, you know, picture of what this uh, room was and, or is still. And, and, yeah. uh, so Sitting back here before the show In the office by the stockroom is closed Filled with bottles and cans We got wild whiskey and gin We got everything That a man or a woman can want and the back room was filled with smoke Dusty papers and a beer sign It's broke Waiting is the hardest part Waiting for nine o'clock That's when it's time to rock Step on the small stage Black and white town That was all the rage In 1974 at the Stagger Inn At the Stagger Sounds of everyone 
a long time favorite of mine it, um it's definitely i think one of the centers of the universe in general you know whenever you go in there it's like you just feel a great vibe you know i've always loved the stagger in and i've played there you know many times and every time i've played there it's just been a great experience not only the performance but you know just the whole night usually you know it's right like, yeah, yeah. i highly recommend if you're in the edwardsville area to check out the stagger in again yeah i think uh i can recall uh dana michael anderson sharing some yeah. stories uh and i think he ran a open mic there for a long time and absolutely yeah doing uh so there's a lot of kind of legendary stories about him uh and yeah. playing that room and stuff and yeah and uh dane actually was sang on the record on the song called uh never do as i'm told he does background vocals on that and i'm uh still super sad that he's not with us anymore yeah. you know and i miss him terribly for sure and um I know a lot of people do too you know but yeah he definitely had a connection with the stagger i know that um they did a, a tribute show to him shortly after he left us and uh, we're also doing uh, i'm also involved in a show on the 25th of november um down in granite city we're gonna do uh, a tribute show to dana at a new venue called the mill and it's in granite city his brother jb helped design the space and yeah. that's actually um only about two or three blocks away from where his family grew up so it's a very appropriate setting yeah you know? and yes please listen to dana and dana and michael anderson's music yeah and, and do it often because he was not only a great friend of mine but i mean amazing songwriter i got a chance to tour with uh he came over to tour with the great crusades um it was a while ago in the 2000s but um he just would win over the crowd let me tell you every night and sometimes he would even come out after we were done and people were we were tearing down our amps and guitars and stuff and dana would come out and play just acoustic with no pa yeah. or anything and people would gather around and just loved him you know and and yeah so uh, 
I, I will miss him for sure. For sure. But, yeah. But come yeah. by that that November twenty fifth show, Saturday, November twenty fifth, at the mill in Granite City, and I know that we're gonna play a big group of people will be there and we'll play not only some covers that he liked to do, but also I'm assuming several of his original songs, which are great. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He um uh, we hung out. Um I don't know. It was like uh, spring. I can't remember exactly when we've recorded it. Um, maybe even whatever. Yeah, it was a great episode. Uh, it what's was that? A great episode. Yeah, we. Uh, but that was well. Like, the episode was a real treat for me to sit down with him and like capture that. And I, I, I reshared it after he passed because I was like, man, like and I know it's a super. Super sad, but it's like uh I always like having these moments like where you can hear him passionate about his stuff and his music and songwriting and helping others and all these things, a much uh, happier time. Oh, so yeah. yeah, for sure. And he was actually supposed to come up here in uh October on the fifteenth, at the end of our tour. Um, so I'm sure we'll play like a one of his tunes at that show, the Montrose Saloon in October. That's October fifteenth. Yeah. Um, so we're starting out in Indianapolis on the twelfth, or wait, the eleventh. Indianapolis at the Melody Inn, and then the next night we play Nashville at the Five Spot, and then we're on to Collinsville, the big city of Collinsville, on Friday the thirteenth, and then uh, appearance at the Champaign Urbana Roots and Folk Festival. Um, on the 14th and then back in Chicago on the 15th. So nice. And you can find all the details at BrianCrum.com. That's right. right. Get plugged in on uh, Facebook and Instagram for more info. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, like I said, the album uh, just fade away streaming on all your favorite platforms and also available on LP and CD. So you can uh, pick that up at any of the shows coming up too. Um, yeah. And yep. Propta Music uh, is the site, propdamusic.com. Uh, the record label is Propta Records, great Chicago label. They've been putting out some stellar releases these days. So, very uh, nice. Check them out too. Yeah. I wanted to highlight uh, one more tune. Um, and uh, it just, uh, I felt uh, connected to it because it's how I feel. But, uh, Back in my old neighborhood, uh, I still live in my old neighborhood, oh, sure. but but <laughs> I, but I think about it uh, a lot because like it is uh, very much changed from when I was a kid. Uh, so it's like for me, I, I kind of have a similar conversations as I'm going through town. I'm like, this is where you know, this is what this used to be, or you know, this you know how the the way I remember my town, even though it's much different today but uh yeah so it was it was fun to hear this you know the kind of the song how you're kind of telling that story yeah well thank you back in my own neighborhood back in my own neighborhood nothing much has changed except for me 
Back in my own neighborhood Back in my own neighborhood Nothing much has changed As far as I can see There's the corner shop where I used To buy us wine There's the bars and the restaurants So fine This is where we fell in love This is where we fell in love Once upon a time Not too long ago This is where I fell in love I swear to the Lord above Once upon a time But not too long ago This is where we used to walk Hand in hand This is where we used to talk Again and again and again Do you remember All those nights we got to fight But I always made it up to Chicago because I, I did write that in um during the pandemic too and it was written after driving around some old neighborhoods I used to live in in Chicago but then other people have told me oh that song that you wrote about Collinsville <laughs> right <laughs> well yeah sure why not that's what it's about you know <laughs> yeah but I think the uh I dug that song too it's like um a little bit of Robin Hitchcock influence on that one. And, you know, just really fun keyboard part by uh, Chris Motor and Brian Leach sings on it and his guitar. And, you know, so it's a cool little tune. Yeah. How yeah, do you man. like it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I really, I mean, like I said, the whole record sounds great. Uh, sonically, uh, you know, sounds fantastic. I really enjoy it songwriting a lot too um that's uh something i really dive into uh lyrics a lot and uh so it was fun to fun to give this a listen man i um 
you know, we we've, we've only been friendly for a little while via the internet. Uh, so I wasn't yeah. as, as familiar with, uh, some of your work, but I definitely want to go back and check out, uh, some more of the great crusades and suede chain. So sure, sure, sure. Check out some of the, uh, the other previous work. Yeah. And we're in the process of, uh, the great crusades put out nine records over the years. So most of them are available on, on, you know, Apple Music or streaming services or whatever, but there's a few that are still out there that we're in the process of remastering and making available on online. So we're going to put the whole damn back catalog out there. <laughs> yeah. Do you, uh, do those uh, kind of things uh, trip you out a little bit when you hear when, like the numbers, like when they're like, it's been 10 years since this record or whatever, you know, those milestone kind of numbers like that? Yeah. A little bit it's more like uh for me it's more specific songs you know when i hear back you know remastering a song that we you know recorded in let's say the year 2000 or something it's like wow what was a what was that that person going through writing those lyrics and <laughs> and it brings you know it goes it goes all the way from the you know beginning of that band all the way up to that last record i think we put out in 2017 and um so there's certain songs that are kind of that's a it's actually a good way for me to remember lyrics sometimes when i'm playing live is like to sort of imagine the story that i'm telling in my head and then i'm the lyrics sort of go along with that so mm -hmm. But it, I mean, I'm proud of, definitely proud of the work that we did with the Great Crusades, you know, and I'm sure that we'll do another album in the future, you know, not only for mainly, you know, a very good reason is to have 10 albums instead of nine, because <laughs> 10 sounds a lot better. <laughs> sure. I do, uh, I do think that stuff's like, it's kind of fun to see when they kind of come full circle. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of groups um, that decide to get back together and play, and then all of a sudden they're like doing bigger shows today than they were then. Or you know, it's yeah. just like uh, you know, obviously like a group like uh, I mean they're they're you know big deal, but but like Hall and Oates are doing like arenas, and they were like we were you know they were never that big uh, when they were hitting it early, but then all of a sudden like now that there's like a resurgence for this music and stuff and oh yeah and yeah. all and these like they talk about how like now they're now the people that grew up with them now they have kids and they're bringing their kids to shows and that type of stuff like so it becomes a generational thing after so long and um, right you know so that's all uh it's kind of funny how music just you know keeps going on like that yeah for sure i mean it's 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 the very common language you know it's, sure. it's something that, moves people and people and gives people joy so that if i've brought anybody you know a feeling of that over the years i think it's worth the effort that i put into it you know it's like or just to affect your day or tell you a story or you know put you in a certain mood i think is when people share that with me that they felt that after you know listening to my music or seeing one of my shows it's always a joyous feeling for me. You know, it makes it worth 
you know, doing it still to this day. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. You, you said uh, doing a shot a day and writing a song. Uh, yeah. You know, to create this record. Uh, do you uh, do you think like uh, that's a pretty good writing practice, or is that just what's worked for you? Then uh, oh, do I don't think. <laughs> I just think it's funny when people do find those like little uh, challenges or something to like kind of spark what a, a yeah. writing, uh, you know, but I think writing every day is, is a good practice for sure. Writing every day for the shot a day. Yeah. Is right. Necessary. <laughs> but Hey, it was the middle of the pandemic and I was, yeah, I mean, what else are you going to do? Going crazy. But uh, no, I think that it is important for artists. I think to set aside time, you know, for sure, you know, it just, even a half an hour a day just to try to work on stuff really keeps you um in a good spot um musicianship wise and especially if you're a songwriter it's like really important to just try to write down a few lines a day which i'm i have not been doing that much lately because i've been getting ready for this tour so yeah what is there a, a song you wish you wrote like is there certain uh somebody's you heard you were like man i wish i was on my record good question good question i i mean i know some of my favorite songs that i i i I wish i would have written any of buddy holly's songs you know one of my dad's favorites was is oh oh boy that would have been amazing to write that song um Heartbeat would have been amazing to write that song. Um, I really love the song uh, Last Leaf by Tom Waits. That would have been an amazing song to write, but no one can really um, match Mr. Waits. And yeah. delivering the song, not only do you have to write it, but you have to deliver it like like Tom Waits does. You know, and I don't know. Um, maybe, maybe something from like... Uh, I mean, there's a shit ton of Bob Dylan songs. I'm sure. sure I you know, but just because the lyrics are so amazing. Um, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe something, um, I don't know, by the, um, I'll have to get back to you on that one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this could be a whole separate episode, a whole separate podcast actually right yeah so i I just thought i'd mention that if there are any musicians um there's an organization founded by uh the songwriter victoria williams who's great um she started she was on tour with neil young in 1994 and um she ended up having these persistent health um symptoms some conditions and she ended up founding this organization that specifically helps musicians in need it's called sweet relief and the website sweetrelief.org and they not only um provide uh help in the physical um challenges but also in any mental health issues that people specifically some musicians are encountering and so i just thought i'd mention that yeah 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 it's uh it's a very serious thing man that's uh 
I think uh, I'm glad people um, seems to be more uh, openly talking about some some mental health issues and things. And uh, I hope that we can keep the conversations going mm-hmm. and to where people feel more comfortable um, discussing things before. Yeah. yeah. So, um, but yeah, it's uh, I'll have to definitely check that out and see if I can what I can do to support that cause. Awesome. I just wanted to say thank you very much for having me on. I've a longtime admirer of the podcast. So thank you. Yeah. And your listings are amazing that you do. What's <laughs> happening on Friday night in St. Yeah. Louis? You know. Yeah. I'm trying to trying to do my part to support the community and no, that's awesome. And I know how much work that is. I used to do similar things for some newspapers I used to work for back in the day and it's a lot more work than you would think. Yeah. That's kind of the thing. I was kind of doing it, hoping that uh, I started putting, you know, like brought to you by Rock Paper Podcast, hoping that maybe somebody would like the way that looked and wanted to, you know, hire me to do that for them or, or you know, that kind of sense. But uh, uh hasn't really happened yet. So I just keep doing it on my own Facebook. And, <laughs> uh, but I, there you go. I do like that, you know, I, I get a... I'm glad people get a kick out of it and and use it and rely on it. People, if if I don't post it, people are asking me where it's at and stuff. So, yeah, um, people are looking for it. But, right. uh, but that's really why I did it, man. People uh, were saying there's nothing to do in this town, and I was like, well, there's plenty to do. I'll show you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to mention that um, on November fifteenth, it's a uh, res residency the last residency show at this place called the montrose saloon in chicago and i have two uh singer songwriters from the st louis area ian leith and pierce krask they're both going to be joining me and we're actually going to be featuring at least a couple tunes from st louis artists on that night november 15th at the montrose saloon um i'll also be on wgn tv that day in the mid midday show nice so it'll be a full day <laughs> yeah i like but, Pier- yeah. pierce a lot he's a really talented guy you know, yeah yeah uh, we so uh, we hung out we hung out a little while back and i don't i'm not as familiar with him you know, i'll have to definitely uh check him out yeah please do please do um, the only last show I was going to mention is November 18th at Martyrs in Chicago. Yeah. My friends and the, an, another band I play in called Soul Daddy, which is a more of a uh, funk soul cover band. But that'll be November 18th at WG at, uh, <laughs> at Martyrs. Nice. So yeah, thank man. you very much for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, happy to help. And uh, again, uh, uh, what uh, are there tickets? Uh, do we need to get tickets in advance for the Miners show? There are tickets on sale, yeah. And uh, you can just go to the Miners Theater website to get those. Um, uh, you know, just do a Google search for Miners Theater. Um, yeah, I'll link it all up. Collinsville. And then you got uh, Brian Crum and his Barfly Friends and Al Holiday and the Eastside Rhythm Band. Uh, that getting uh, October thirteenth, Miners Theater, Collinsville, Illinois, and uh, going to be a lot of fun, man. I'm really excited to officially meet you uh, in person. 
It's the horseradish capital of the world, too. I don't know if you know that. I didn't know that, no. We got that going for us, and we got the world's largest ketchup bottle water tower. I definitely knew that one, though. <laughs> I got. I have a picture on the wall. So, yeah. Yeah. All right. But uh, but thank you for uh, spending some time with me tonight. And uh, like I said, uh, I'm excited to pick up my copy on vinyl when you get come to town and great, get it autographed. Great. Okay. Yeah, man. Well, thank you, Brian. I'm sure someone has asked you this already, but any relation to Elvis or? Uh, I I don't know. Uh, my aunt uh, told me she's all about the family tree stuff, and I, I yeah. we all there is connections like huh? fourth, fifth cousin or something like that. Like, all right, I all think right. I think uh, I think if I remember, it was like two or three brothers immigrated here. And okay. one of those uh, guys was Elvis's grandpa or something. Whoa. And then one of them is my grandfather's grandfather or something or something along those lines. So it's like, uh, uh, I don't know how that, I don't know all that, how that works, but oh. something like that. We are uh, of relation, but uh, it's pretty distant. Very nice. Well, thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> but uh it's it's I don't know. I always uh kind of laugh about that we're not really like uh you know close enough to get any money or any of that any <laughs> of the fun stuff, but we're but it's cool that to be uh any bit associated with it. I think it's uh we got to go to we went on a family trip to Graceland when I was like fourteen or something and figured uh we had to check that out at least once. Oh yeah, very nice. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it would be pretty cool uh, to have been able to you know be more involved uh, with it. But my grandma always said that we banana sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> my grandma would always say that we looked alike, and I just kind of laughed it off. I was like, All right, yeah, whatever, whatever grandma. Got, she kind of got some going on there. Yeah, maybe get the lip curl and the sideburns going cleaned up, and but yeah. There you but go. Yeah, man. Well, thanks, Brian. And I'll okay, uh, thank you. I'll see you soon, my friend. Okay. Bye, Ciao. everybody. Bye bye, everybody.